free people will never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Praise Yahweh and pass the ammunition. The Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James. All right, welcome everybody. Pastor Eli James here. This is the Restoration Hour. Today is January 15, 2022. And we're already halfway through the month of January in 2022. Time is really flying when you're having fun. And we have Daryl with us. How are you doing, Daryl? Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to you. Yeah. January yeah. 1st my father's birthday. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Very good. So, yeah, your birthday too, you say? Or you're, you're both your father? Yeah, my father's. Your my father's. Oh. was Christmas. Yeah, my brother's was Christmas. Oh. Brothers, yeah, and then my dad's New Year's Day. So So you guys have to celebrate twice as hard on Christmas and New Year's, right? (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. So today we're going to pretty much do a potpourri of news items and things. But uh, uh, what uh, I think you had a a phone call from a couple of people. Interesting phone calls. We can start with that. The interesting phone calls from yeah, people. Uh, uh, yeah, Jeff Winehouse called yeah. me from prison, so we can okay. give him a mention right off at the beginning of the show. Thank you. Uh, we're praying for Jeffrey. I don't pray enough, and he <laughs> prays for me and my family and what I'm going through, and prays for my wife's health, and he just knows uh, he's a prisoner. And uh-huh. uh, he wants to know about the war in Russia. That, that he sees the mainstream news and the things that are going on, and he's like, Daryl, what do you think about the Russia thing? And I'm like, well, Jeffrey, I followed him a bunch, and I like that there's no way he could find out about Russell, Texas, Bentley. Right. He's on DK and YouTube, and I was telling him about how several months ago he was at a exhumation of uh, bodies from a genocide that occurred not too long ago, like 2014 or 08, because mm-hmm. they've had coal oil there for years, and they had like 4,000 bodies where they came in and killed the whole town. Wow. And, wow. And the Russia, Russia has came in, and they're giving all those people proper burials, and, uh, and that came from the side we're defending, from the Kiev side. Right. Well, because all they're we're hearing... Yeah, all we're hearing from mainstream media is that the Russians are invading yet again, and uh, the Russians are at fault, and uh, Biden needs to declare war on Russia. That's that's the garbage that that we're hearing from mainstream media. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So the protests that have been taking place there, Kazakhstan. Of course, you're talking about. Uh, I think you were talking. Yeah. Well, the apple tree from there, that's where the oldest, supposedly the oldest apple tree comes from, is in Kazakhstan, and they're kind of right. Asia, that's more closer to the Asian side. But there's 
Muslims there, and I that Russell Texas Bentley. You got to get him on Eurofolk. Send him a message and get him on. Uh, uh, What's his name? He how the Muslims are tolerated there. They get along. Okay. They pass and repass, basically. Without put to me, he's he's not of a. a Okay. Pro-white or white okay. nationalist. He wouldn't like stand and say that's you know that's no. not. Uh, but there's people that say he's CIA and oh really he's <laughs> a fool. And yeah, and he has an orphan. He uh, they raise money for orphan orphan right orphanages or orphans. Orphanage. Yeah, what's his name? Yes. Yeah, Russell Little something. Children. What's his name? Russell Texas Bentley. Russell Texas Bentley, okay. Yeah, he's on VK, and he's okay. on YouTube. He's on Jeff Rents. Jeff Rents has had him on. Okay. So. Yeah, well, I mean, as uh, long as he reports news honestly, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter what his if it, you know we, we he, can't have. He, uh, reports it, he reports it though from the Don Bass side. He became a citizen there uh-huh. and married a woman from there. Okay. And carries his AK-47 around and his <laughs> mocker off. He's got a few videos where he shoots his yeah. mocker off. And, and, uh, but the Muslims are tolerated there, and we had never discussed this, but I think back to what I know about, the they had like a terror attack in the 90s where these Muslims came in and took over a movie theater, or uh-huh. it was a like a theater where they do ballet or there's a, a an orchestra there or whatever or something to that effect. And these Muslims came in and took uh, uh, 300 people hostage or something. Right, and, right. And uh, the spits nuts come in and killed every single one of them. Wow, yeah, and right. Even like, even like 12 Russian even 12 of the hostages got killed. Wow, okay? wow. Yeah, it went fooling and, around. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It they were, they pretty much had the hostages at at a gunpoint, uh-huh. and and they yeah. So that's so. I don't think you're going to make them do anything, and the Muslims are tolerated, and yeah. uh, he, he's a he's a, you know. And then as far as the, he, there's a lot of reports of the Kiev side uh, bombing civilians. Uh-huh. The genesis, there's a lot of, you know, so why wouldn't they want Russia's backing, just like right. Russia is backing Kiev, uh, because that was a satellite country. I mean, yeah, we should well, be doing something about Mexico. They right. won't declare the drug cartel a terrorist organization. They right. want to have a freaking war on drugs, man. They, we could just go down there and... and yeah, and, and I'd clean house. We could put yeah. the drug trade out of business. If oh, absolutely. If they declared them, yeah. them terrorists, like yeah. they did in Afghanistan, and make yeah, the the, uh, the drug lords down there would be history. Just uh, get the uh, American troops in there, okay? Okay, uh, are you there? Sounds like we lost you already. Okay, lo- we did lose him. Okay, I'm going to try to reestablish contact with Daryl. Here we go. Uh, all right, so what's the problem here? Oh, I see my uh, Skype page moved off the screen, so my uh, my call button does, is not appearing. There we go. Damn computers. <laughs> so you get everything else working right, and then Skype messes up. 
So, uh, yeah, hopefully we get Daryl back right away. Okay, back. yeah. All right, I so... I have to leave the phone in the window. I, it's probably my fault it dropped okay. the call. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, whatever. Uh, we got you back. So here, uh, this is... Now, the, the news I've been hearing from Kazakhstan is the reason for the protests. Now, I'm not sure whether Russia has come in, uh, on whose side Russia has come in here. I saw a thing, they set uh, several hundred, uh, you know, observers. Okay, uh, observers. observers. Okay. Well, here, this is uh, from CBS News. You really can't trust CBS News, but, (laughs) excuse me, that's the first item that popped up. Moscow, unprecedented protests have led to the de facto resignation of one of the longest-serving rulers of a former Soviet republic. The president of Kazakhstan sacked his entire government and imposed a state of emergency across several regions on Wednesday in an attempt to curb the protests that have engulfed the country. But it was his predecessor, a former president who still held huge influence over the running of the country, whose resignation on Wednesday most clearly illustrated <coughs> excuse me, the gravity of the unrest. As many as 190 people were injured during the clashes in Kazakhstan's largest city of Almaty, its public health department said on Wednesday. So uh, amid the chaos, the U.S. Embassy in Kazakhstan said American consulate in Almaty would remain closed on Thursday, at least with staff working remotely. In a statement posted online, the embassy urged Americans in the country to avoid areas where the demonstrations were playing out and offered out-of-hours numbers for CBS nationals to call for both embassy and the consulate. Well, I say obviously, this is just a general overview. They're not giving us any of the real politics going on here that's happening in Kazakhstan. Did you say it was COVID, and then I heard a report that was because of propane, because the LP oh. gas, like natural gas that everyone uses to cook with, that was the story that, but that came from like a military channel, and they were saying that this military person said that. Russia is yeah. more interested in causes that protecting Kazakhstan than being involved in Ukraine, and I don't think that's true. I think that's right. propaganda. Right. Well, okay. So uh, I found the diplomat. You know, that was CBS News, which, in other words, uh, uh, it's nothing. <laughs> There's no news. CBS, no news. Here's from the diplomat: Kazakhstan locks down again as COVID-19 cases rise. On Sunday, Nur Sultan imposed a second nationwide lockdown in hopes of getting a grip on soaring case numbers. So it's definitely related to COVID. And as you say, it's probably related to energy as well. Okay. I mean, where where there's energy, there's corruption. <laughs> as we found out in Ukraine. Cannabis, cannabis cures COVID. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah I so don't I, know if I said it or not, but that yeah. was just up. Right. There's a cure for COVID. It's not a vaccination. Right, right. Yeah, well, actually, I got reports cannabis does help block the spike protein. So, uh, you know, just about anything will. I mean, because if you can block it from attacking your body, you're ahead of the game, you know. So I tell everybody to take uh, vitamins A through uh, E and plus zinc and just eat natural foods and you're not likely to, you know. But if you get the shot, if you get the shot, that's another story. Right, but I, I'm hearing that, you know, uh, pine needle tea, and, and now, uh, you know, not marijuana, but the uh, active ingredient, uh, cannabis. Uh, I forget what they call it. Oh, uh, the CBD. Yeah, the, the CBD. Uh, the yeah. yeah, cannabinoids. Yeah, that sort of thing is supposed to help. And there's uh, uh, ivermectin and other things 
help block, but man, you don't want to take the shot. You don't want to ch- take a chance because you're going to get blood clots. That's what's happening to everybody uh, who's getting a blood clot. And one of our items today is several people who've had to have their legs amputated right after they got the shot because of blood clots. You know, uh, folks, it's time to start resisting. Red Ice had on on a story that there was a batch that killed 5,000 people or something. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and we, of course, know better. We in the resistance, and we, I think, we deserve to call call ourselves the resistance, because this is tyranny, folks. It's global tyranny coming down from the World Health Organization, which is nothing but an organ of the Rothschild banking family, and the Rockefellers are involved, especially here in America as well, with uh, medical the medical mafia. That's what this is. So they're imposing this medical mafia uh, regime all over the world that you have to wear a mask and here's a photograph of the yeah, military people internet. what's that if they had never had the internet to if they would have never had the internet to educate dummies like me yeah to, to what the yeah. truth is i mean as a kid it was always go to the doctor go to the dentist uh, we got our i got my tonsils taken out Hmm. You know, which now they they don't want to take the tonsils out of little children, leave them in there, and get past the sickness. Yeah, they're part and, of your immune system. Uh, yeah, they're part of your immune yeah, system. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. there's there's cases where it needs to be done, but uh, yeah. it, it it was a revolving door. Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, so and, here's and it's all that way. Yeah. So <laughs> excuse me. Here's a situ- here's a situation with the lockdown. The country's first lockdown lasted from March 16th to May 11th. I'm sure oh, this is 2020. Okay, I'm sorry, this is kind of old news. I thought it was more recent. Uh, the second lockdown, but I'm sure that the current strife is a result of the lockdown and COVID and all that nonsense. The second lockdown, oh, which is planned, yeah, uh, planned to last at least two weeks, appears to be the first such reimposition of a nationwide lockdown in the world. And, you know, well, Australia's had several such reimpositions. As of July 6th, Kazakhstan had recorded, recorded, made up, 48,574 cases of the novel coronavirus. It's not novel. <laughs> it's, it's the same old SARS-2 from 2002. That's what it is. Since the first cases were registered in mid-March, while the coronavirus 2020 KZ dashboard, where official statistics are posted, only states 188 deaths. How many people are there? Only 188 deaths. It's got to be several million. They're like in Australia, a nation of 25 million people, uh, only a couple of hundred deaths in the whole country. And they're locking the entire nation down because of a couple of hundred deaths. This This is the insanity of all this stuff, folks. Okay. You know, when I first got on the Internet, I watched some videos about, maybe it was fake news, maybe it needed to be fact checked. Uh-huh. I watched these videos about uh, Australia and what's their, uh, uh, they have like a Washington, D.C. city. Okay. And all the people that are involved there, they're just all like satanic. There's all kinds of Freemasonry and the architecture, all the same things they say about, you know, Washington, D.C. here. Mm -hmm. And I seem to remember there was like a, a picture of a couple like having sex on top of this, the, like their capital, you oh, know, there was someone up there and they had pictures uh, of it. On top of a statue? 
No, on top of the Capitol. Oh, oh. On top of their Capitol building, like, uh, it's probably out there, but so much of that stuff isn't, like, on there anymore. It was, you know, like, it it had the checkerboard stuff, it has all the, you know, the the Greek god architecture and and all the paganism. Right, okay. uh, Yeah, okay. So, uh, liberals, no doubt. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, right. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so um, since this is a, an old article, I'm gonna. I was really expecting more up-to-date news on Kazakhstan, uh, and this is DuckDuckGo, which normally gives much better uh, results. But anyway, I the latest is the, pr- the price of fuel. Okay. And All right. That triggered triggered them to, into the prices doubled on fuel there. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, this is uh, going on around the world. Uh, prices here, well, in America, they're about a dollar higher than they were last year. Okay. So that's an incredible amount of inflation. But uh, what's driving it is Joe Biden. Joe Biden has uh, instituted a policy where every hospital gets up to $100,000 per patient. They get a bonus when they... Uh, admit a patient and uh, they get a bonus when they diagnose a patient as having COVID, right? Uh, they, they get another bonus when they administer remdesivir, which is a very deadly drug. That's the drug that Fauci killed a lot, a lot of uh, homosexual men and black men with uh, way back in the 1980s, right? They're still using that extremely de- dangerous and deadly drug. And then, of course, if you get put on a ventilator, it's thirty-nine thousand for that. And then, and there's a couple of other, other steps in between. And uh, and the fact is, the family of the patient is forbidden to see the patient. So all this stuff is being paid for by Fauci. I'm let you lie. Let's let's talk about Stuart Rhodes getting arrested. Okay. It's sickening the 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 COVID stories. You got one here. You sent me the one for that one and Martin Luther King. Uh, right. These, yeah. I listened to this swap shop radio show, and some guy called up and said he was using uh, uh, a, a coon trap because he had coons around his house. And oh, okay. Here's my phone number. Call me. And I think he was just doing it as a joke because you can't call up there and curse or be an idiot. Right. You you can on the internet. But mm-hmm. not on the on the local radio show, not on the local radio show, and and, and I right. thought it was dumb. But sure. uh, Stuart Rhodes getting arrested. And, okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, you let everybody know who is Stuart Rhodes. He's one of the Proud Boys. Uh, what uh, what groups he no, was? Uh, he's the founder of the Oath Keepers. Okay, he's the Oath Keepers. Okay. He's the founder uh, of the Oath Keepers, and then there's even a story that goes with the political prisoners. I'm not prepared. I don't have the guy's name. But okay. he was out in front of someplace demonstrating, and he was all pat, uh, kitted up, they call it, you know, uh, bulletproof vest and gun and looking like a soldier. Militia, you know, looking hard, like a hardcore militia. He ended up killing his girlfriend and somebody oh, okay. else. He was one of the founders of the Oath Keepers. And then this guy that is on the year of Jubilee, his name is, uh, 
He was Fourth of July Patriot. We've talked about him on here before. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. He was the founder of the Oath Keepers too, and and we're going to be talking about uh, right Stuart Rhodes. Well, this guy. What is his name? I'm going to get his name here. Yeah. Well, I'll read the article here uh, again. This is Charles from CB. Dyer. I just remember Charles Dyer. Okay. Charles Dyer. Charles was the Dyer. Founder of the was a co-founder of the Oath Keepers, and supposedly he said the feds came to him and wanted him to be an informant on Stuart Rhodes and the Oath Keepers, because this is when the Oath Keepers were getting started. Mm-hmm. And okay. one of those guys ended up being in a shootout or shooting his girlfriend in Arizona and it's on, a, on a phone call, and then... Charles Dyer got convicted of uh, raping his own daughter. Oh, wow. Molesting. Uh, th that's the whole story. You have to read Operation Spudlight, Rudy Davis, Lone okay. Star, 1776. He believes the guy's innocent. He's went and visited him okay. at prison in Oklahoma, and they're hoping the guy will become a Christian. Right. And, uh, yeah. The, the, the little child repeated things that were on a video that the mother had, and so there is something to it. And he had a terrible attorney. The huh. attorneys are horrible. He had a, he had a, a yeah. attorney so, who wasn't his advocate. Uh, right. Yeah, it's hard to get a, uh, an advocate for a a, a a white person anymore, <laughs> no matter what oh, you're yeah, accused yeah, of. Yeah, he's a white guy. He was Fourth of July Patriot We're back when the Internet was, you know, mm -hmm. he was like this Marine guy that got on there with a skull face and was... Right. Uh, calling yeah. out tyranny and, yeah. and liberty, you know. That, right. Uh, that what Stuart Rhodes has been arrested for, it's actually kind of scary because that what brings this subject up is, is they were saying Stuart Rhodes was a fed all this time, and then now he gets arrested when Tom, uh, Tom Cruise, Ted Cruz, <laughs> that good-looking uh, right. Ted Cruz down there in Texas, was uh, pinning him to the wall on... Uh, some guy who clearly is an informant that was trying to tell people to enter the Capitol. His name, I think his name's F or uh, something like this. And, and uh, then the very next day they go out and arrest. You know, and then I was reading the comments on InfoWars uh, attorney, and they were saying that uh, Alex turned them in because uh, they're going to get him. Uh, and... The, uh, Stuart Rhodes was always a fed, and I don't believe that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, because I watched this, I've been around 10 years, I remember 10 years ago I was following him, and I, I helped him and actually communicated with him. Okay, oh wow, okay. He was, he was on InfoWars, and he was asking for help for this guy, uh, mm -hmm. Warren Bodrick. I think that's how you say his name, Warren Brod Brodrick. And yes. he was an old gentleman that was 89 years old, and he had an attorney, trustee in the federal bankruptcy court, uh, holding hostage and, and forced him to give up his homestead. I sent you the video on it. Maybe you could post it on, uh, please post it on uh, Eurofolk for everyone to listen to. And Wren needed an attorney, and back in... Oh man, 2010. I used to listen to InfoWars on the call-in number, 
And, uh-huh. you know, that's where all, they say all truthers started, you know, is with Alex Jones, you know, and uh, triggered the, the, all these truths, you know, and, and 9-11 and all that stuff. But Stuart Rose was on InfoWars, and okay. he told the story about Warren, and they needed help in Montana. And I said, I used to live in Montana, and I know an attorney up there, and I called him. And he helped that guy warn uh, okay. Ren, but Ren died because he was 89. Okay. He was, are you still there? Yeah. Okay. His phone is beeping. Uh, he was 89 years old. I think he passed away when he was 90. But uh, Stuart Rose was asking for help for him, and they tried to get the guy help. And I know the guy that helped him, and he did. He, he went to court, but by the time it goes through court, the old guy was done for it and died and and uh, I think he said his property's still tied up. Maybe his family gets it. I don't know. Maybe it was kind of a win. I don't know. But the old guy died, and he was a World War II veteran that paratrooped into the Philippines to rescue American men, prisoners of war, that the Japanese said they were going to start shooting at 7 in the morning. So they didn't even plan it. They said, come on, boys, get on the plane. They flew over there and dropped like 150 of them in there and uh, saved like 2,000 men. But Warren, when he came back from seeing all the war and everything, he took the uh, W off the front of his name and wanted to be called Wren the rest of his life. Oh, okay. So the rest of his his life, people knew him as Wren. And he and and he wanted to be called Ren, not Warren. Okay. And, and uh, all right. And Ren. there's a video I was trying to find it of him at the uh, World War II uh, monument thing in Washington, and they talked to him about it. And it was a real shame. They said he had gold and silver hidden on his land. He didn't. Uh, he had some guns and a sheep's head and uh, coins he had saved for his retirement that he believed were untouchable by the government. Uh, and, you know, he lost all. They took it, took everything from him. Wow. And he's old. His wife was buried, too, on the land. They had to, huh. He had to dig his wife up and bury her at the local cemetery. Oh, wow. They <laughs> well, oh, you no, can't do that. <laughs> you got to pay an undertaker to bury her. <laughs> The, right. The one I sent you, you gotta post it. He reads the legal thing of the screwing that they gave the old man. Right. And he said, and Stuart Rhodes says, as an attorney, because at that time Stuart Rhodes was an attorney, but he lost. They're gonna they they attack him. And I'm sure you can find stories out there. He lost his law license for supposedly abandoning a Arizona client. Oh wow. But. Uh, yeah. You know, we had a wreck. He, he, you know, he quit being an attorney. Maybe he uh-huh. didn't want to be an attorney anymore. That's why he didn't help the guy or something. So right. I, I don't think that's something you could. He didn't like steal some old guy's silver. He saved all of his life. That was a USA for so. And then I was looking at the videos. I remember there's ones on there where he was at Lexington and Concord. Are we to believe that there's a conspiracy that goes back years? And you know, they're saying he's a Fed at right. the uh, Capitol on June. Uh, uh, January sixth. This whole, this whole. Right. Two years later. Yeah. Two years later, they arrest him, and it's sedition. And <laughs> I had told you, 
I'm sure all the Ku Klux Klan people and uh, white rights people know about the sedition trials in Arkansas, and, and uh, Tom Robb is famous for going around and supposedly uh, telling everyone about jury nullification. Right. No, you can't do that. What's that? You can't do that. You can't tell the jury if the law is bad, you can rule the, uh, you know, the defendant is in innocent. Yeah. They did in Arkansas. They acquitted him. And then they saw, if you read the Wikipedia, it somewhat blames those people on, the lit, on that, uh, those, uh, I guess it was 12 defendants. I didn't recognize any of the names. I haven't followed their, that, like, history. That's just kind of like hardcore Arkansas. Uh, I guess they were guys that were leading a secession movement to secede. Right. I guess similar to what uh, going through today with the League of the South people. They didn't charge them with that. They just sued, uh, sued the crap out of them. Right. Uh, yeah, because they didn't have anything on them. <laughs> well, Jacob Goodwin, though, he was sent to... Uh, prison for White seven House years. Current Fox News analyst Kaylee. Uh -huh. Sorry about that. Which is uh, the news break. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We gotta no. remember. Uh, we gotta remember that young guy. We have a uh, Jacob yeah. Goodwin. I haven't heard anyone say his name in a while, but he's in there. Uh, his parents are probably just praying that it all gets over with and he can get out of there. Hopefully, uh, I mean, Jesus already been. Yeah, four years or something. So maybe in three years, a young man can get out. And that was he really was. Uh, and and I never met him, but from listening to him, and th I think he's just uh, a good-hearted yeah. kid, that, right? You know, and I don't Wrong like the place. people he associated with. I won't say there's yeah. some of the people he associated with. I don't think are very good people. But he's a young guy. Uh, that's forgivable. He's not. He uh, he was not. Uh, a menace, a terrorist. He he didn't go there to beat that black kid up. That black kid, they knocked the. We know what happened at Charlottesville there with that thing. So, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Jacob no, no. Goodwin is also on the Year of Jubilee website that the prison ministry in Texas has. So, and uh, you know, I don't know what to think about Stuart Rhodes. Is he a Fed? No, I don't think so. I think maybe he's a patriot. And yeah, I think so too. And, yeah. Uh, uh, Alex Jones knows how to keep his ass safe. Everyone says because he's a Jew or the, his, uh, the whole conspiracy, Bill Hicks and everything. Yeah. He's a cartoon character. People see him as a cartoon character. Uh, he, uh, you know, he, he yeah. doesn't happen. To, he didn't go in. He was telling people not to go in. There's a whole bunch of video. They made sure they were filming. He really protected himself. He didn't go in, and he told people don't go in, that it was a trap. And stay out, and so he's not so. So maybe people hate him just because of that. But how did Bill Hicks know any more than was Stuart Rhodes? Uh, didn't organize people to go in there. I don't believe. I guess I saw a story. It said something about his messages uh, were encrypted. I don't even know why people try to use that encrypted stuff. Because if you're doing something criminal, they're going to listen to you. Especially, my God, going to the U.S. Capitol of the United. States, States, you expect they have all the spy, everything in the world. They can do it now at our home. Let right. alone go there. I mean, it, it was the whole thing was kind of crazy. Ashley Babbitt getting shot, and then on the other side, people were just like walking in. It was very, you know. And Trump yeah. wanted ten thousand National Guard. 
Yeah, right. And, and the, uh, the capital, uh, what was Nancy Pelosi and uh, the Dems said, no, no, we want chaos. We don't want the National Guard. We want chaos so we can blame it on the Patriots, right? Okay. Well, the latest update here, here is that uh, Stuart Rhodes has pleaded not guilty. Okay, so he's brought oh. before the court, and it says here, Oath Keeper's founder pleads not guilty to seditious conspiracy charge. There's not going to be a conviction here because there's no such thing. They, they were all uh, maneuvered into this. This was a setup, just like uh, Charlottesville was a setup. And uh, it took them two years to charge him because they had to they had to scrape the bottom of the barrel to find out what they could charge him with, right? And so here, the founder and leader of the Oath Keepers plead, pled not guilty to charges. Now, this, this guy's supposed to be a journalist. <laughs> it's P-L-E-D is what it's supposed to say. Pled not guilty to charges of seditious conspiracy for his alleged role on the January 6, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol. Stuart Rhodes, the founder of the right-wing militia group, at least they didn't call it a white terrorist organization. And, uh, and this group and uh, what the Proud Boys, one of the leaders of the Proud Boys is actually married to a black woman. So uh, and I think both groups have uh, uh, whites, blacks, and Latinos. So I think they... that's absolutely serious. I think that people really took Oath Keeper serious because there was a bunch of cops and a bunch of World War oh, II right. veterans, and yeah, there was a, a bunch of you know guys like from the American Legion were right. Uh, yeah, you this know, is VFW real patriots. And, you know, all those people. Yeah, they're all dying. They're all dying. Even. Regardless of what happened with World War II and everything, the uh, greatest generation. I got a uh, a uncle that uh, passed. He was in Germany uh, from fifty one to fifty three, and uh, was the Corps of Engineers. and And uh, he didn't get to go on the honor flight. He was all mad. He didn't get to go on the honor flight from Springfield to uh, Washington when they opened that memorial. Oh, okay. Because he wasn't considered a combat veteran. Oh, Although he okay. said the war didn't actually end until 52, and so he was considered uh, yeah. in combat in World War II. He was a World War II combat soldier because he... Uh, Probably he got combat pay. Right, right. Yeah, yeah anyway, yeah, yeah so... Guy, yeah, yeah, yeah well, guy. yeah. Well, and uh, Rose is a paratrooper, right? Uh, he's a paratrooper. The guy's eye poked out. That oh, had just freaking oh, <laughs> that's why he's wearing an eye patch. Yeah, yeah. His uh, baseball cap is kind of obscuring his left eye. Now yeah, I see he's got an he eye patch. He was like a glass eye or glasses or something a long time ago, but then he just said that just bugged him too much. So yeah, start right. Wearing the- yeah, he's like a pirate character. <laughs> I hated him. He was on like uh, there's a phone call. I got into Infowars. I called and called for and listened and just you know listened to Infowars all the time for the call in. And I did the call in thing, and he right. was on there. And I called in, and it and used you- to be on Rudy Davis's uh, YouTube channel that YouTube took down. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. But I recorded it, and I asked him about Schaefer Cox. And uh, Stuart said he knew about it, and then Alex was like, oh, commercial break. And, <laughs> and, uh, right. Yeah, that was that. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so it says here, Stuart Rhodes, the founder of the right-wing militia group, pled not guilty to a, in a Plano, Texas, 
federal courtroom during a brief appearance where he was in custody of U.S. Marshals wearing handcuffs and leg irons. Okay. Now, was he carrying a weapon? What, what, just, what justifies... For like two years. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, uh, they had the bodies off their corrupt uh, Nevada. He had okay. handcuffs and leg irons. Ammon Bundy. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm just saying, how long are we going to see Stuart Rose? And, and I think there's... I was, didn't see any videos on InfoWars. Was the Owen Schroyer reporter, they did arrest him, too, for the, the January 6th thing, and they got him out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of their other reporters, I thought, was still in there. Oh, Joe wow. Big. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was arrested for going in the Capitol. Yeah, well, so there's 30 or 40. Yeah, there's 30 or 40 patriots uh, still locked up and without charges. They haven't charged yeah, him with anything. Like a, he had like an Asian girlfriend, and he was reporting for uh, Infowars, and and uh, I liked him. I thought he's okay, I, and I guess that's why uh, they got him locked up because they locked the good, the really good people up. Yeah, Maybe, sure. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. years they said that, yeah, yeah. So anyway, the prosecutor said at the hearing that the Justice Department will request that Rhodes be detained while he waits for trial. Now, there's no way he can be considered violent. I mean, unless they have video. Uh, he himself or, in. What's that? They came to his house. They came to his house and called him. We're outside. Put your clothes on, and he turned himself right. in. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he wasn't uh, resisting arrest, yeah. and he wasn't doing anything. What was he even there? On January 6th? Was he even there? Oh, yeah, he was there. He was outside walking around the... Uh, uh, walking around. Okay. They said he didn't go in. He didn't go in. Right. Yeah, so what and could they possibly... For so they they're have... saying that they want to ban protests. Right. Yeah, except know? except by Antifa and Black Lives Matter. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it says he has no reason... Uh, let's see. Oh, James Lee Bright, a lawyer for Rhodes, said that he will oppose the request for pretrial detention. He has no reason to flee. He has no passport. He has nowhere to go. Probably doesn't have much money either. Also on Friday, Oathkeeper Edward Vallejo uh, appeared in a Phoenix courtroom to face addition charges. Vallejo did not enter a plea, but his lawyer indicated he plans to enter a not guilty plea at a future hearing. Yeah, all these people are not guilty. They didn't commit any violent acts, and uh, I, I would bet. And you know, you know, we, we did this extensively a year ago, and uh, we commented on the videos of the cops allowing the so-called protesters in, demonstrators in, which they wouldn't have, you know, been able to get in if the, uh, you know, capital cops didn't let them in. Okay. Yeah, there's so, videos of them letting. Right, right, and then they shot. Uh, what's her name? Um, Oh, April, well, no, not, uh, I forget what her name was, but, uh, you know, she was a patriot, they shot her dead, right, and uh, Capitol Police, Ashley Babbitt, right, and uh, the cop that shot her has, I didn't know this, I just found this out, that these Capitol Police have immunity, all right, so the, the Capitol is a black officer, shot her dead, has not been charged with anything, not been charged with anything, so he's going to get well, off scot free. Federal, like, uh, 
you know, there's supposed to be special protections for uh, special laws. They're the highest law in the, the, the land that our Washington, our, our state, yeah. but, but yeah. the reverse doesn't go. You look at Hunter Biden, and he has an Arkansas uh, stripper kid. Our, our president has the, a son that has an Arkansas stripper kid from a, a night on crack. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, this is our president. And Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah, it's amazing. The media hasn't reported on Hunter Biden at all. I mean, that's a, a scandal all by itself. Mass media hasn't touched it with a 20-foot pole. Absolutely not. All right. So, anyway, Biden White House reeling after a week of defeat, setbacks, and policy flaws. Oh, that, that's an unrelated headline. Sorry, folks. Rhodes, Vallejo, and nine other members or associates of the Oath Keepers have been charged with seditious conspiracy in the violent Capitol protest by supporters of former President Trump authorities said Thursday. Okay, I'm what I'm seeing here, I'm, I'm smell a rat. They probably have a plant or two among these people who are being arrested and charged. Okay, they're going to try to rat out the, the innocent ones. I'll bet that's what's going to be going on. Okay, so the indictment against Rhodes alleges Oath Keepers formed two teams or stacks that entered the Capitol. I bet one of these stacks is no, nothing but feds. That's what they call it in law enforcement when they go to raid a house. Uh-huh. Stacks? Team? Uh, yes. uh, uh, yeah. Okay, so the SWAT team has two stacks, two teams. The first stack split up inside the building to separately go after the House and Senate. The second stack confronted officers inside the Capitol Rotunda, the indictment said. Outside Washington, the indictment alleges the Oath Keepers had stationed two quick reaction forces <laughs> that had guns in support of their plot to stop the lawful transfer of power, unquote. They're still pushing this, uh, you know, there's this re- revolution, right? They might have they actually said that. Yeah, who? The Oath Keepers? <laughs> Right, that, well, that they want to. We want to. We're here to overthrow the government. Actually, said that. Yeah. Yeah. What is seditious for you, and what is seditious for me? I mean, yeah. that's what people were saying. What the word is? I didn't even look up the definition. Google the. Oh yeah, well, treason, treason. Yeah, basically it means treason. Yeah, yeah. What do these people do? They want to uh, make our our, our uh, Oh, oh yeah. The people running the trial are the traitors. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it says seditious charges are difficult to win and rarely used, but defendants face steep prison time of 20 years of convicted compared with five for the other conspiracy charges. Sounds like just what happened in Michigan with the way that, you know, the, um, what's her name? Uh, uh, Whit- uh, Whitmer. Christine Whitmer, I believe oh, is her first name. Her. Yeah, those guys were set up. That was an FBI sting operation all the way. Right. What was it? The, the so-called attempt to kidnap Christine Whitmer, governor of Michigan. Oh. Right? Yeah, and every one I of the defendants... Oh, no. Well, court. every one of the defendants uh, said that they were set up and uh, the FBI was uh, the force yeah, behind it. And the Terror Factory book. A lot of people talk about the Terror Factory. There's mm-hmm. a book. Uh, I know Rudy Davis did review on it. The, the story of Schaefer Cox with the Justice Department and the FBI, uh, the movie Warriors, uh, Leonard Peltier. I've oh. mentioned this a bunch of times. There's a there's a uh, 
uh, FBI agent named like Jack Ryan, like the TV show 24, Jack Ryan, the real FBI agent in the, the shooting at the Indian Reservation, uh, said the truth, says in this movie, the, the real purpose of the FBI is to uh, squelch uh, political dissent. Mm-hmm. They are the social justice warrior uh, Smiths from the Matrix. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. uh, red pills, red pill, blue pill, right? Right, yeah. yeah. But here, you know, the, the reason they're charging him with sedition is to just harass them. You know they're going to drag this trial out forever. You know, uh, that's what they they're do. Like, but the candlelight vigil was for supposedly... Yeah, almost losing our democracy. Yeah, right. No that. Right. And yeah, uh, if anything, there should be uh, you know a, a flag staff for the lady that died. Right. That, yeah. That, that does represent that is a bad day in our uh, right. American history. Yeah. I would agree. It's a bad day that somebody, even if it would have been a black cop that got killed by the oath keepers going haywire, but yeah. that's not what happened. No. No. Uh, you know. Um, that, the lady that was a patriot was, uh, she was climbing through the window. She was going for it. If you watch the video, right. they yeah, were she was. They were she started climbing through there. the window. Yeah, right. Yeah. Through the window, but that's not uh, yeah. worthy of execution. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Maybe yeah. if he would have fired a warning, he could have fired a warning shot inside. It's a, it's a building. Yeah, or, There's a building right up above her head. Yeah. There's like all kinds of. Uh, famous, you know, thick woodwork. It's an old building. You could fire. It's not like in a house or a trailer firing in the bullets. Right. Yeah. You fire a bullet in there, it's going to go into a piece of wood. He, you know, a warning shot. Although they're not supposed to take warning shots, but there's no common sense anymore. And no, and, no, absolutely. Uh, it was a crazy deal that that's going on on one side of the building. The other side of the building, everyone's like, "Oh, hi, uh, pledge of allegiance," and they're walking around. <laughs> Right, right. And on the other side, they're smashing the crap out of the thing. It's right, right. Crazy. Yeah, well, the same officer uh, was, he, he was never reprimanded, but his firearm went off one time in the restroom. <laughs> I don't know if he blew up a toilet or what. But, uh, you the know, one that Yeah, right. So uh, he uh, he's reckless. He's a reckless police officer. That's what he is. Okay. So, well, he's hiding. Yeah. Okay, so now interesting. Yeah, the club wasn't after him. No, no, of course not. He was behind that locked door. Yeah. No, they weren't. They make out like if they would have, if they would have got him, they would have strung him up and lynched him. Yeah, well, (laughs) that's what should have happened to him, right? The last time U.S. prosecutors brought such a seditious conspiracy case was in 2010 in an alleged Michigan plot, here we go, state of Michigan again, by members of the Hutari militia to incite an uprising against the government. But uh, we know that that was another staged. The FBI was in charge of that as well. They set the Hutari group up. What uh, what kind of uh, patriot group would call themselves Hutari? <laughs> That's ridiculous. No, that was the real name. Oh, oh no, it was their name. That, that but no, the FBI created that group and enticed uh, patriots. They, they actually created the group. Yeah, the FBI created oh, that group. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
but a, that group. Yes, right. But a judge ordered acquittals on the sedition conspiracy charges at a 2012 trial, saying prosecutors relied too much on hateful diatribes protected by the First Amendment and didn't, as required, prove the accused ever had detailed plans for a rebellion. Okay? And they're going to find the same thing here. The prosecution tried to do the same thing to Kyle Rittenhouse. Just uh, bad-mouthing him. Yeah. Safer Cox, they overturned one of his charges in the federal court in California that's for Alaska and Oregon and Washington, I think. They upheld a 10-round magazine ban, I think, on California or something. So they're... they're uh, well, Schaefer Cox got a, a charge dismissed in that court for conspiracy to commit murder because the the judge said you can't conspire to kill Mickey Mouse because they were just <laughs> they were exercising exercising speech what we would do like yeah if you guys come over here we're gonna kick the, your ass yeah you hey what are you gonna do some guy comes over here and punches you in the nose well uh, my plan would be uh, Rick Gore think like a cop he would say his plan is to kill you. Always right. have a, he always has a plan. He always has a plan to kill you. Right. <laughs> he can get away with saying that because he's a retired thirty-year cop. Right. Uh, well, yeah. If a cop breaks right. down your door and barges in without a warrant, you have the right to kill that cop. You do. Well, yeah. They right. Don't have a warrant. Yeah. Okay. Certainly. And that happens all the time. How many times have cops burst into the wrong house? <laughs> right. How many times does that happen? The uh, several years ago, the thing it's still on the internet. I'm sure the uh, the uh, there's a uh, talk a book by this uh, Rodney Falco, uh, Rise of the Warrior Cop. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. RoboCop. You can listen to the hour long lecture. It's called Rise of the Warrior Cop, or you can get the book. But yes. I've listened to the the lecture several times. Right. Bradley Falco, I think his name is, and, and uh, he talks about all this crazy stuff, how they take movie stars on raids and and uh, go into the wrong Really? House. On raids? They take movie stars on raids? Really? Oh. Yeah, like, like Shaq and, yeah, <laughs> like Ted Nugent, man, he's a cop. Don't you remember Elvis? Elvis met Nixon. Elvis gave, yeah, uh, well, gave, on a, but not on a raid. <laughs> right? Huh? Yeah, that wasn't a raid. <laughs> the sheriff came over there one night and he said, he said, I want your badge. And the sheriff of Memphis said, I can't give you my badge, Elvis. He's like, well, if you don't give me your badge, I'm going to run for sheriff next time. Beat you. So that's so, funny. So the sheriff of Memphis Gave Elvis his badge. Sheriff, he said, he said right. you're, you're, you're the man. Well, you're the, uh, sheriff, Elvis. the sheriff can deputize anybody he wants to. You know, so yeah. uh, Elvis sounded like he was demanding to be deputized, right? I was actually yeah. deputized by the Secret Service unintentionally because it was a, uh, 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 what was his name? Jack, uh, no, Buchanan, uh, when he ran for president in 1996. They, they were short bodyguards for, for Buchanan. And uh, so uh, I was standing by. I said, well, I'm, I'm a supporter. Yeah, well, they gave me a pin to wear on my lapel, and I marched side by side. And, uh, is that the, I forget his, uh, yeah, Buchanan, right? The the the, the, the right-wing uh, guy who ran for president in 1992 and 1996. Uh, yeah, maybe I, what's his name? Uh, Mark Dankoff. Uh, 
likes him and met him and, and stuff too. Yeah, right. And so, uh, yeah, they didn't give me a gun. <laughs> I didn't have a gun, but I was there to protect the candidate, right? Well, you were vetted. You were like someone that was in the like circle of where they right. Have yeah, going along, you're like right. They kind of vetted you that you're like, okay, you're a veteran. They yeah, right. You're like, oh, you know, you just told them a couple of things probably, and sometimes they probably do do stuff like that. I thought it was, I went and saw Trump in Springfield. I never went and saw a setting president. I seen Air Force One out in Colorado Springs where I lived. Uh, it flew over with Bush. I was out in the country. Tended to some cows. <laughs> <And this laughs> Protect the, the cows. Like freaking, it's like Air Force One. It was Air Force One, and it was real low. So I saw Air Force One. I mean, like super close, like because the rolling hills, you know, uh -huh. coming in at uh, Pike Peaks, fourteen thousand. So out where I was, I was probably like ten thousand on the hill out what they call Calhan, yeah. Colorado, and right. he can, they, they never come in the same way either. Right, right. Because I think, you know, they never come in the same way for safety and everything like that. But it came right over where I was. I was like, oh, wow, that's Eric Bush was, that was right. uh, uh, Bush Jr. Right, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I was following Buchanan's presidency. I went to several of his rallies. And he had the funniest line because he was a campaign against Dole, you know, in the primary. And uh, his, uh, his, uh, spiel about Dole was yeah he, he's the uh, he's the leader of the uh, land of the free and, and uh, the home of the dull <laughs> the audience cracked up when he said that but yeah well Dole wound up being the president I mean the candidate all right so but they always run yeah. these these no these dull people uh, that, that haven't got a prayer like Hillary Clinton of winning <laughs> Right? And that was Robert Dole that time, right? So uh, it, it's incredible. Uh, politics is so corrupt that it's not even worth following anymore. Anyway, Pat Buchanan, uh, he's written some good books. I mean, he gets away I with... Met, you know, yeah. Bob Dole was we going to brag about meeting people. I, I met Bob Dole, too. When okay. I was a kid, I went to a parade uh, with some friends of mine, and their parents had a salmon-covered Hudson. Oh wow! And they would take it to, they would take take it to car shows. It was like a, I don't know. It was a four door, okay. bit, but it was salmon. And everyone's like, it's pink. No, it's salmon. And right. Bob <laughs> rolled, we went over there. and He rode in the car, and and uh, they knew they had someone who's connected to him or whatever. And I was a kid. I was just along yeah. with them and everything. And he, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I think he was he was governor of Kansas. Right. So, right. Yeah. So that was like in the eighties. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, I, I think when uh, you know, the uh, Reagan's, uh, you know, well, the uh, the campaign between Buchanan and Dole, I think, was in either ninety two or ninety six. I forget which it was. But yeah, I mean, this is uh, uh, Buchanan is probably getting away with more accurate information about uh, social control and the Zionist state than any candidate ever has even tried to say, right? But uh, you know, he's he's a member of that Catholic secret society, the Knights of Malta. He's a Jesuit. Yeah, and he's Jesuit also, right? He's both. And so he gets away with stuff that nobody else does, right? 
So uh, most yeah. of the time, the Jesuits keep a very low profile. He's one of the few who doesn't. Yeah, okay. I look up VaticanCatholic.com if anybody's got dirt on someone like that. Since you said he's a Catholic, I'll have to look him up. Or if he dies, they will do a hit piece on him. Right. Like, <laughs> VaticanCatholic.com is hardcore, yeah. man. Like whenever uh, Ginsburg yeah. died, they, she, they said... Uh, she did not go to heaven. She's going to hell. That's right. <laughs> he's like reading all the scriptures, right. and like all of the things that she did, and he's like, "I'm not doing this to judge her, but she yeah. did not repent amongst men." <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so extreme unction didn't do it for her, huh? Just like uh, Bernadine Dorn, right? Bernadine Dorn, another left-wing terrorist, and you know all these left-wing terrorists. Uh, uh, they, they they wound up being part of the Democratic Party. Okay, they get resurrected. Huh? Who was Dorn? Oh, Bernadine Dorn? Oh, she was uh, yeah. the uh, SDS, Citizens for Democratic Society, if I'm not mistaken. They were terrorists. Oh, absolutely. To total terrorists. Is that like part of the Weatherman people? Yeah, related. If it's not the same, it's, it's very similar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Students for Democratic Society. Anyway, but since, uh, since tomorrow is Martin Luther King Day, right? I figured we'd do a little story on Martin Luther King. To hey, they just had a huge explosion out oh. in the Pacific. And the, oh. It was like a vol volcano blew up or something, and it was at Unga Bunga Island. Okay. Yeah, and I, I hear <laughs> the Ingua Bingo Islands. <laughs> well, no, Unga Bunga. All right, oingo, oingo, boingo. But, uh, yeah, I hear we're getting, there's going to be a, a shockwaves coming from that explosion hitting California, unless you were just uh, being facetious all the way through there. <laughs> no, it did. There was water came in. There hadn't been many videos come up. They got water in Santa Cruz. I saw one video where they got water in Santa Cruz. But the okay. place is Tonga, and I, I kept hearing all these different reports, and they're saying that the people don't know how to say Tonga. <laughs> uh, they're like saying uh, okay you know. who the, the the residents don't know how to say conga or, or the news people the uh, right yeah on. well that, that figures that these people aren't journalists uh, they, they, they certainly don't know how to read and write anyway uh, Martin Luther King it happened on Saturday morning November 14 2020 at around 8.15 EST I had switched over to briefly catch some national news on the Fox News channel and this is Boyd D. Cathy. All of a sudden I heard and saw Pete Hegseth stop in the middle of the sentence he was reading from his teleprompter. Quote, there weren't any substantiated cases of voter fraud in the swing states, unquote. And there, as he spoke that line, he interjected, quote, I'm not sure I agree with that script on the teleprompter, unquote. <laughs> Right? When was the last time you heard an announcer do that? Right? This is BS. I'm not reading any more of this stuff. <laughs> Think of it. A major newscaster. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Bill O'Reilly may have done stuff like that. On a major television news network, all of a sudden, halt. Oh, he's another uh, Templar. Uh, I mean, uh, Jesuit, right? He's just going to do it live. Yeah, right. He just wouldn't do it live, right? <laughs> off, off camera, right? right. All of yeah. a sudden, halting his narrative to publicly declare that he did not accept the party line. 
if he did not agree with what the newswriters had set down authoritatively as gospel for him to say on camera. And it was one more ominous piece of unfolding drama, the evolving transformation of Fox. From the network that many conservatives and most Make America Great Again deplorables once again may have thought was on their side to something that seemed increasingly like only the slightly right wing of the Washington, <laughs> that, that weak wing that doesn't, that doesn't help the bird fly. It has been that establishment all along that many, if not most, viewers believe Fox was standing against, offering an alternative news and information source to almost complete media control by the progressive left. Yeah. Now, Fox News is simply a pretend, it's a rhino network. That's what I'm it is. saying what is. Ted Nugent, I got on Elvis. Ted Nugent's another one. He's like a, he's like a sheriff in, in oh, really? Michigan where, he, where he owns a bunch of land and everything. Oh, yeah. 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 Guitar I mean, in like one hand, a shotgun in, in the other. Shaquille O'Neal goes with the, with the L.A. best. Yeah, wow. You know what? I wonder if... I wonder if Shaquille O'Neal is picking up the trash that all the black people are uh, robbing the uh, boxcars with and leaving the trash, the open packages on the railroad tracks. Yeah. Oh, that too. Well, wow. Kansas City, Chicago, L.A., they're doing it everywhere, and it's, it's ruining the, uh, you know, the transporters. Amazon, you know, Federal Express, all those, UPS. Cities are homeless, uh, my friend from California come out here uh, a year or two ago. Yeah, and he took he sent me pictures on the train. He takes the train from California to Kansas City. Okay, and there was he sent me pictures of like homeless camps under these bridges. Right, and, right. Oh and, man, uh, yeah. That yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I guess that's all across the country. Yeah, I mean Chicago hasn't had that much of that type of activity there's as far as i could tell there was only one a tent city on roosevelt uh street uh underneath right next to the expressway as it goes north through the city and that was the only really large I tent city do a good job of hiding. maybe maybe uh, that's the case yeah, yeah. The people, the almost people do a good job of hiding uh, yeah well uh, but if there's so many of them you know this is where they congregate a few other bridges I saw, saw them, but the, the Chicago police go under these bridges and scatter them, okay? And they scatter them, and then two weeks later, they're back. <laughs> I don't know why they don't go south to where it's warmer, but they don't, right? There's all of these homeless people underneath the uh, bridges, okay? So anyway, although Fox heralded on camera any number of conservative and traditionalist religious leaders from time to time, the Reverend Franklin Graham, oh, Mr. Uh, <laughs> uh, get your shot, Graham. Right? Jesus, oh, he's, he's horrible. Oh, was, he's yeah, horrible. yeah. He's he's a traitor. He's he's not a pastor. He, well, his daddy was Jewish anyway. Uh, pastor Robert Jeffress, First Baptist Church, Dallas, and others at the same time. Since the Obergefell versus Hodges Supreme Court decision, twenty fifteen essentially legislating that same-sex couples have a constitutional right to marry and the growing acceptance of homosexuality as normative, Fox accepted that new template without demur. True, there were those on the network who continued to profess traditional belief and standards, but their voices were modulated and not permitted to get out of hand. Okay, huh, I don't like this. I can't believe it's even a conversation. Right, right. 
But of course, uh, yeah, marriage is instituted by God, not by the government. <laughs> right? And so, but you know, we know that our government is totally anti God, and 501c3 is anti God, 100%. Okay? So he, uh, he continues Over a year ago, June 30, 2019, I commented in a published essay, quote, Consider the number of pundits who are involved in same-sex unions who now appear regularly on the network and Fox's apparent de facto acceptance of that assault on an essential belief of Western civilization. So he's saying all the other networks have a bunch of homos anyway. <laughs> and, and Fox, uh, even today, looking at their lineup, you don't look at those people as homosexual. Other networks, they're obviously so, right? They got the limp wrists and, and, and the, uh, you know, the, the mannerisms of homosexuals. You know, I don't catch that much uh, on Fox, but it doesn't really matter because it's, it's rhino stuff anyway. All right. So this is uh, what we're now. Why is this on the Martin? Conservatives with not putting that in your right, right, right. They they present like real men. They might have watching it. They might offend them with right with that type of. They they present. It's a front. They present a very convincing. I couldn't do their YouTube channel. I wanted to do the YouTube channel for Springfield when I lived near there, and get news alerts to what's going on near me. Yeah, uh, I follow other places in the kitchen. Every morning they'd have the weather on or something, and I'd be tricking, clicking, and they got this the homo there that's going to tell you about the <laughs> weather and good morning. And right. Like, oh my God. I, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, uh, yeah he's got that walk, right? <laughs> okay. Oh, so, what, what, is this, what, what does all this have to do with Martin Luther King? Nothing. I had to scroll down. I said, what, what's this Martin Luther King story going to start? Anyway, here we, I think we're getting close. In a previously published column, I wrote, quote, Consider Fox's canonization of race hustler Martin Luther King Jr. and the disastrous civil rights revolution and its eagerness to attack older traditions and figures of conservatism, in particular of the Confederacy as racists, segregationists, and reactionaries. Remember Fox host Brian Kilmeade series on the Civil War, which could have been, and maybe was, taken right out of the Marxist historian Eric Voter's textbook? Or consider the network's nearly complete support for globalism and employing American arms and the lives of American boys to impose quote-unquote democracy and thus current American values on every poor, benighted desert oasis or impenetrable jungle in every godforsaken corner of the world? Now this guy's a good writer. I would argue strenuously that this internationalism is, both historically and philosophically, a leftist position and that it stands in direct opposition to traditional American conservatism. Absolutely. But here he's commenting on CNN and MSNBC. I don't know if he's... Uh, oh, no, no, he's talking about Fox here. Yeah, the very first sentence here is about Fox. Okay. So, but, you know, Fox must not appear to be racist. Uh, or anti-black or anti-Jewish or any of that, right? So uh, th- that's why they accept all this stuff. And they do accept it. It's it's, it's, uh, it's a front. That's all it is. Uh, they're just a little to the, I don't know, right, under, <laughs> over, uh, of Alex Jones. Not much, not much better. Men don't even like it, you know. Right, right. That's, that's correct. The real right? one. Yeah. Know. Right, right. Right, so... So those examples can be multiplied exponentially, he says. We need only cite perennial appearances on Fox by recovering never-Trumpers like Ben Shapiro 
or National Review editor Rich Lowry, not to mention Jonah Goldberg. Are all these guys Jews? And Stephen Hayes, whose all-out globalism and disaccord with America First principles are openly expressed. They are heralded by the network as conservatives, but in fact, they propound an elitist neoconservatism, which is pro-Israeli. Oh, they got big YouTube channels now. They got three of them. The Ben Shapiro. Oh, yeah. Uh, they've got big YouTube channels, and they're really... I get commercials. I got a commercial Ben Shapiro the other morning. Uh, yeah. That, uh, on oh, there's, there's that guy, Levin. Yeah. This guy, Eleven, who's supposedly a conservative. Yeah, give me a stinking break. These guys aren't conservatives. Yeah. It's total pretense. We didn't, win, we didn't win that. Yeah. Because the medical workers still have to uh, uh, suffer the tyranny of it. Right, right. Uh, so he says the elitist neoconservatism deeply infected with progressivist views on everything from America's imperial destiny to force our form of egalitarian liberal democracy on the rest of the world to affirm adherence to a post-Christian immorality, right? Well said, really well said. So whatever happened to the liberals' disgust for imperialism? What happened to it? Yeah. Well, it's totally... They, they yeah, like they've just gone to like they want collectivism, right? I'm not that's like right. political scientist, but right. the, the collectivism is where everyone is, is everyone shares the right. Well, as long as the war is on behalf of the Israeli state, the liberals are not anti-war. A few of them make some noises, like Shinyad O'Connor, but she's not a journalist or, or a politician, right? Some some musicians and actors rebel against the Israeli control of our country. But, uh, you know, that's what this is. It's, it's fa, or pseudo-conservatism, coming from Fox. You know, that, that's all it is. Okay. Uh, even on the more old right, Tucker Carlson Tonight, and on the Laura Ingraham program, the omnipresent neoconservative Victor Davis Hanson, whose expertise is in ancient Hellenic history, <laughs> shows up with regularity as an expert witness on just about every topic which has anything to do with the current politics. Yes, he is supportive of President Trump, but let's consider his broader views, his essential historical and philosophical foundation. Pre-1861, America was racist, Hansen strongly implies. And noble figures like Robert E. Lee and Jefferson Davis are comparable to Nazis. He is quick to implicitly condemn the old Southern constitutionalists who actually created the American Federative Republic as slaveholding racists. As the, well, let me put it this way. The, the fact is that blacks in America, even on the plantation, had a much better life than blacks in Africa, where they're nothing but lion meat and had a good chance of being killed by a neighboring tribe or by you know, another tribe member. So uh, it wasn't that bad for them, right? I'm not espousing... Well, there's always going to be slavery, and that doesn't right. mean... Yeah. There's like lots of uh, yeah. stories out there of... Uh, right. So another... But we're, we're opposed to... Yeah. We're opposed to racism, folks. We're opposed to racism. That's all you need to know. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, and this is what they yeah, always yeah, do. I'm so, not supposed to be someone in charge on the plantation. Right, exactly. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are in charge of the plantation. <laughs> all these leftists, all these liberal leftists. It is a plantation. That's what it is. So, But now white people are slaves too, right? 
14th Amendment style. Yeah, we don't, uh, we're all slaves now, okay? So, yeah, I mean, they, they li paying lip service to anti-racism, and I'm surprised he doesn't mention the Holocaust, right? So this is the kind of, and I'm sure on Fox they mention the Holocaust all the time. I, I don't watch them anymore, right? So this is the kind of garbage we get for news, okay? So anyway, uh, he says, he is quick to implicitly condemn the old Southern constitutionalists who actually created the American Federal Republic as slaveholding racists. As the old South incarnated those principles, well, it is end of horror, uh, it's the end of civilization. <laughs> that is outside of civilization. At least the neoconservatives such as Hansen, who, like Brian Kilmeade, is held in awe by most everyone at Fox. Okay, so anyway, even they probably don't really believe what they're saying. You know, they, they know that, uh, you know, you look at Africa and the lack of civilization in black countries there, Haiti, you know, uh, all Puerto Rico, etc., etc. So all these journalists know. That, like, our CIA <laughs> was behind the, the, uh, the killing of the... Uh, oh, yeah, the president, president of Haiti. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There's yeah, because he resisted COVID. He, he didn't want his people uh, to get jabbed. Right? <laughs> right? Okay, now, uh, so, all right, so uh, the article is not about uh, Martin Luther King. <laughs> I'm, I'm scrolling down. <laughs> he just, the title is about Martin Luther King, but uh, there's not much about Martin Luther King. I thought he was going to talk about Martin Luther King, communist affiliations, and that kind of stuff. It's more, the article is more about Fox News than it is about Martin Luther King. So anyway, so uh, uh, that article was a bust. Well, the year ago, <laughs> June 19th, I committed to publish this number. Is this the article you sent me, Mary? It does, uh, I've got one here that talks about... Uh, Well, the the Quebec uh, COVID? Assault uh, on, no, King. Oh, okay. No, uh, yeah, that was the only one I had uh, selected for tonight. Uh, the title in the opening paragraph looked promising, but the rest of it was just uh, basically uh, about media and how poor, you know, how, how uh, communist actually even the conservative media is in America. You know, I mean, that is true. But I was expecting more reporting on uh, Martin Luther King and his communist affiliations and his radicalism and the fact that uh, he raped white women constantly, etc., etc. You know, uh, the type of thing that most people don't know about uh, Martin Luther King, right? So, but uh, here, I, I dug up this article here because I, you had mentioned Ted Cruz. And it, uh, it uh, recurred to me that Ted Kaczynski... Ted Kaczynski, you know, the, the Unabomber, uh, he's back in the yeah. news. I, I'm going to put this in the chat room here because I think this is a really good article here. Is he back in the news for? Yeah, uh, well, uh, I, I guess he, uh, he's he got a medical condition. I guess he's still in the joint, but he's got a medical condition. And uh, it says here about... He's in uh, Colorado. What's that? He's yeah. in Supermax, Florence, Colorado. Isn't Florence, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know which prison he's in. Yeah. But uh, you know, we're uh, we're yeah. Don't know. 
don't harp on the details. <laughs> you know, he, but they had Noriega and uh, the Montana Freeman, Leroy Schweitzer, and uh, who's uh, who's the uh, guy from Chicago? Uh, Oh man, what was this, the, the Teflon Don? Who was that oh. guy? Uh, oh yeah, well that, he was a mobster, the Teflon Don. Who was that guy? Who was yeah. that? What was his name? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember who yeah. it was. He was yeah. in the Supermax. He died there. Yeah. Oh, uh, Teflon Don. There. No, uh, it wasn't. Uh, uh, it was the 1930s uh, gangster. Is that no, who he is? no, just recently in the 90s. In the 90s. Okay, yeah, I didn't follow. Uh, Mafia too much in the nineties, you know. I thought you meant Al Capone, but uh, no, he's like the modern Al Capone. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, we're we're seeing that we've got this uh, crazy situation with uh, well, number one, uh, Ted Kaczynski, he predicted all he predicted the surveillance state. He was trying to warn the world about the surveillance state that nobody paid attention, <laughs> right? And I guess, I don't know if he killed anybody or not. I don't remember, okay? But anyway, this is Ted Kaczynski's manifesto predicted the catastrophe from technology and liberalism. That's a great title. Ted Kaczynski's manifesto predicted the catastrophe from technology and liberalism. Uh, I like to call it drecknology because it's all dirty. Some t someone recently recommended I take a look at Ted Kaczynski's manifesto, stating that Kaczynski foresaw a lot of problems with modern culture that we write about here. After reading it, I have to agree that the Unabomber clearly understood what society was up against a full decade before the development of the manosphere. Now, he spells it M, M, manosphere, but I would call it the nanosphere, <laughs> N-O-N, N-A-N-O-S-P-H-E-R-E, nanosphere, because we're leave, living in a nanobot world. The he media, did kill people. He did? Yeah, I think he did, yeah. Yeah, he sent some bombs that... It right, it did actually did kill people, yeah. The media has done a good painting of Puszynski as a deranged madman, but I found his writing to be clear and perceptive. His manifesto connected some loose dots I had between Neil Postman's work, which described what we have lost through technology, and this community's observations that the juggernaut of leftism is destroying what remains of traditional culture. Kaczynski states that leftism and technology go hand in hand because the collectivism and control that leftism requires cannot be accomplished without technology. They certainly aren't convincing anybody, right, except in college. The dumb college students. The more advances we have with technology, the more it will be used to further progressivism, which includes a decrease in individual rights and an increase in authoritarian state control. I recommend you read the entirety of the manifesto here. In the meanwhile, the most important passages are below. Okay, so let me get to some of those. Uh, I think he's quoting an introduction. I met him. I told the, I told the story on here that I met him, right? Who, Ted Kaczynski? Yes. Wow, you meet a lot of people to, that uh, have gone to jail. <laughs> when I lived in Montana, I was driving around in the mountains by Lincoln, Montana, where he was. Oh, okay. I have a stepson. His name's Anthony. He's in Texas somewhere. Uh -huh. uh, but he's in his 20s now. But he was a little kid. 
And I had this like 68 F-250 Ford three-quarter ton with a 390 in it. And uh, I was framing houses in Helena, Montana, the capital, uh-huh. and living at Elliston, which is at, uh, in the mountains above the capital of Montana. And Lincoln is near there. And on a day off, I don't know if it was a Saturday or Sunday, but I went driving around in the mountains, and I got... Not necessarily lost. I kind of knew where I was. I'm mm-hmm. a brave young guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, it looks like get lost <laughs> and fight your way yeah, out. I wasn't right. Too worried about it. I and uh, but there's this guy. I'm at like this fork in the road, and this guy comes by on a bicycle. I told the story about to most people. Yeah. This guy comes by on a bicycle. I was like, hey man, which way to hell? Or, yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> which way to hell? <laughs> This way to Helena, that way to hell. I was going, I couldn't get to the highway, and I was trying to figure out a way to get to the highway because I knew it was going to be dark by the time I got back anyway. I right. went like all day through the mountains, and I was trying yeah. to get over to a highway, and I knew I was still going to get home in the way in the dark. You out, you know, at yeah. nine o'clock or something, I was going to get home. Uh, I said, "Hey, which way to the highway?" Uh, and the guy just gives me like a stone cold stare and flip off. Oh, really? And wow. Go by me. Yes, yeah. on the bicycle. <laughs> uh-huh. so I'm like, what the hell? Here's another dollar. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. He's an angry guy, right? I don't and blame I him. I back up and I said, hey, man. And I kind of poked the back end of the truck towards him and he like stopped. Uh-huh. And I was like, what's the end of the highway? And he points. He's like, yeah. that way. Like, yeah. But he didn't say anything. He pointed, and I was like, how weird. And that was really out of place because everyone up there is super nice. Yeah, I'll you bet. Mostly you meet people, and the yeah. th- they're all super. And so then that was probably 92 because my son Drew had been born. I was like probably 92 when that happened. Then I lived in Butte in 96, I think, is when they caught him. And I told everyone at the bar, and I, I did some drugs. <laughs> yeah, I had a drink and, with Ted Kaczynski. I told yeah. the guys in the mountains, we were like, oh, BS. Yeah, we had a six-pack on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. You always and have to embellish. A good reporter always embellishes the story. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so... Uh, uh, to continue here, because uh, what he's saying is, well, Ted Kaczynski's argument is right on the money. Okay. A lot of people have said that. This is not the first time I've heard this story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of people have went over this in the in the last. Uh, right. I think even the truth stream media uh, people have mentioned it. It's got a mention from a lot of people. Uh, I can listen to it on my audio reader. I have. I pretty much know. But he like predicted, you know, like how Facebook and the, uh, you know, do tricks for tricks for treats, you know, for the uh, the Pavlov dog thing. I think uh-huh. he mentions that that, that okay. how uh, the people. Uh, but then he killed some people too. I uh, I think he killed three people. Wow! I yeah, yeah, I don't remember. But here it says it yeah. will certainly subject what what we call I call technology the current liberal technolo- te- technocratic state the technocratic state will certainly subject human beings to greater digni- indignities and inflict greater damage on the natural world 
than global warming even. It will probably lead to greater social disruption and psychological suffering, which is happening right now, and it may lead to increased physical suffering even in advanced countries, which is happening right now. That's right? him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's absolutely it right. Psychological suffering. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Because uh, uh, I, I guess he doesn't talk about Jews or of banksters. Uh, he's just talking about the left in general. This is not to be a political revolution. He says. It does. I was right. It says he killed three and injured twenty-three. Oh wow! Get that. And it says date of date date of apprehension was April 3rd, 96. I lived in Butte, Montana then. Mm-hmm. And probably when I saw him was maybe 92 because I have a son that had been born that was a baby that was home with his mom and I had the stepson Anthony who at the time was maybe <laughs> seven. Yeah. And well, I didn't pay much attention to his case at the time because I just assumed he was just another right-wing extremist. You know, there was a whole string of them. It still yeah, is a string did. of them. Whether or not, uh, and he seemed to be sincere. That's all I can remember, you know, that, that he seemed to be sincere. I don't really have any sympathy for him, and I didn't at the time. I thought he was just like a lunatic uh, serial yeah. killer that, you know, as a young right. guy, I thought of yeah. Him. Yeah, I had never read the manifesto. Yeah, I had never read the manifesto. And I don't yeah. think there was much publicity about the manifesto either. But anyway, the problems with leftists, he says, when someone interprets as derogatory almost anything that is said about him or about groups with whom he identifies, we conclude that he has inferiority feelings or low self-esteem. This tendency is pronounced among minority rights activists, whether or not they belong to the minority rights groups whose rights they defend. I think he's talking about white people <laughs> who... What? Was the problem yeah this is a, yeah this is a Ted Kaczynski story yeah the problems with leftists is the uh, paragraph I'm reading from <clears throat> they are hypersensitive about the words used to designate minorities and about anything that is said concerning minorities even about the Washington Redskins name <laughs> they they see oh yeah and the Illini chief Illini work he used to do a dance in front of every football game with a riding a horse and with a spear and the feathers and then uh, they, that that's racist for the Washington Redskins yeah Redskins uh, are having to change their names in fact I called they had a contest for uh, you know the best name to choose and, and I called up and I said hey I got a name for it. how about the Washington Rednecks and the, guy, and the guy laughed. He said, yeah, that's actually a pretty good name, but the boss will never go for it. Of course, the boss is Jewish, right? So, And uh, I think the black players, which is probably 90% of the team, I don't think they want to be called rednecks, right? But nobody else, none of the players ever minded being called redskins, right? So... So those who are most sensitive about politically incorrect terminology are not the average black ghetto dweller, Asian immigrant, abused woman, or disabled person, but a minority of activists, many of whom do not even belong to any oppressed group, but come from privileged strata of society. Yeah, the Rothschilds, the banksters, the mass media that they own. Political correctness has its stronghold among university professors who have secure employment with comfortable salaries and the majority of whom are heterosexual white males from middle to upper middle class families. This is Ted Kaczynski talking. 
Has he has he nailed it, uh, Daryl? Has he nailed oh, it? Oh yeah. His yeah. brother read the manifesto and they, oh. they published it, I think, in the New York Times or something. That's how he was oh, called. Okay. Yeah. Recognized, holy crap, that's my brother. <laughs> and, uh, right. Yeah. You know, he he. I've watched something about his life, I think, and you know he's like a damaged individual from being uh, a introvert, and uh, you know that's what made him act out. You know, uh, I had these people leaving me flyers, and and yeah, that's a real. That's like mailing people. Uh, that's just getting downright creepy. And, uh, you know, it, it's like 1984 stuff, you know, you, uh, uh, that yeah. song in the year 25, 25, you're going to get your baby in a, in a test tube. And, <laughs> right. And oh, yeah. Can, oh, uh, no, uh, no, uh, and, subtract yeah. 200 years from that <laughs> yeah. or 500 years from that. 2025, not 25, 25, 2025. Okay. So he says, leftists are antagonistic to genetic explanations of human abilities or behavior because such, but they're not antagonistic to doing genetic experiments on us. Such explanations tend to make some persons yeah, appear he's superior. About the decline of, he's talking about the decline of Western civilization. With oh, of the, course. Yeah. Yeah, but he's yeah, talking about, yeah, leftists. Uh, he says uh, that these leftists feign. You know, they they don't talk. They don't want to talk about genetics because they don't want to get into the superior inferior argument. You know, which they're going to lose. <laughs> they ignore that altogether. Leftists prefer to give society the credit or blame for an individual's ability or lack of it. Okay, we no, yeah, not society. Right wingers, constitutionalists, but because society today is too, way too liberal, and was already then. Thus, if a person is inferior, well, it's not his fault. That's right. No, no, no. Well, the left has no concern for children. That's why we have so much child abduction and ritual sacrifice mm -hmm. to children, abortion, etc. Mm -hmm. I mean, society has utterly abandoned children. Uh, and I'm talking about the left, I'm, right? I'm taking stuff I listen to. My wife is after me about stuff I'm listening to Red Ice and the language they use and... and uh, just the topics they're talking about, this, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, so yeah. the argument, yeah, I mean, he's saying that the this it, the fault is society if if the so-called uh, underprivileged people uh, act out their rage and kill each other and rob and murder and rape. It's not their fault because they have not been brought up properly, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, look at the welfare state. Yeah. How much more more time do they need to bring him up properly, right? Yeah, he didn't believe that. He, no. I think he liked the traditional family. I'm, of I'm course. Sure he was, yeah, right. He was like a hermit and didn't know how to probably interact right. with a woman. Or <laughs> right, right. It's not wrong with the guy. Yeah, but right. He, you know, he's this, these writings. Uh, people would say they're rants of a, a lunatic that we shouldn't even be talking about. Them. But, oh, no, he's he's but uh, one hundred percent correct. <laughs> we live in a crazy yeah. world. Yeah, and, and how mad really is he? Yeah, well, yeah, he, he's mad. He's he's correct. He's angry. Helping black people is not their real goal. Instead, race problems serve as an excuse for them to express their own hostility 
and frustrated need for power. In doing so, they actually harm black people because the activist's hostile attitude toward the white majority tends to intensify race hatred. <laughs> there you go. No, this is the Ted Kaczynski. I, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. You don't have it. I, I put it in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the second, that's the second time I tried to make the joke and you still didn't. Oh, so, no, no. Because, it's not that good of a joke. Oh, yeah. Like, it's the King story. I know it's not the King story, yeah, but it's like... Right. It could be, right. I, the the yeah. topics... Right. Uh, the topics could be right out of a... Uh, oh, yeah. Article because well, it's what the King story... It's what the King story uh, should have been. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Right. Of course, Martin Luther King and uh, who's the guy from Chicago and the guy from New York? You know, they, all they are is race baiters. You know, blaming Jackson. Whitey for everything. Yeah, Jesse Jackson and Al Sharptongue and all those characters. They're all they're, they're all gatekeepers for the you know international Jew. That's all they are. Anyway. Suppose you asked leftists to make a list of all the things that were wrong with society, and then suppose you instituted every social change that they demanded. It is safe to say that within a couple of years, the majority of leftists would find something new to complain about, some new social evil to correct, because once again, the leftist is motivated less by distress at society's ills than by the need to satisfy his drive for power by imposing his solutions on society. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's and the more they change, the more they stay the same. And right, you know the the heroes that we had in the past, two of those today. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Right, so uh, I'm 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 curious to find out. Jones, I don't see him as a hero. Oh no, no, no. Well, I mean, the same thing applies to Black Lives Matter and uh, Antifa. Violence is not the solution. Self-defense no, needs, needs to happen. Kylie Rittenhouse, I celebrate the kid getting off. But I, Amen. Yeah, well, I mean... I, I, uh, well, here's a do-gooder. That doesn't mean that I celebrate the idea of, of, of killing right. the communists in the street, which that's basically what everyone's cheering was. was All right. Was celebrating that he killed communists. Yeah, well, it's, it's going to come to that. <laughs> it's it's going to come to that. They're at, the liberals are asking for it. Anyway, he says, leftism is collectivist. It seeks to bind together the entire world, both nature and the human race, into a unified whole. But this implies management of nature and of human life by organized society. It requires advanced technology. You can't have a united world without rapid transportation and communication. You can't make all the people love one another without sophisticated psychological techniques. Oh yeah, like uh, the, the goggles that uh, it's, it's no longer Facebook. What, what do they call oh, it now? the metaverse and all the virtual The reality. metaverse, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Now you wear your goggle. You don't need your eyes. <laughs> you wear that your Melissa goggles. That Melissa on the Truth Stream Media, man, she said, is, are they kidding trying to sell this crap to people right. that the graphics aren't much better than like a 1990s game and they probably right. have something that... Yeah, right. yeah, I saw a video of a guy. He had the goggles on. Yeah, he had his goggles on, and he was he was getting into it, and you know he, I mean, like he was really experiencing whatever the goggles were showing him, and some guy sneaks up behind him and, uh, right, gets him in the ribs. The guy jumped out of his skin. 
Right. Yeah, the yeah. reprobate mind, right? Right, The Bible right. talks about the reprobate mind, how you can just fall. This is where people are sucked in the pornography, yeah. right? Right, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, uh, so uh, Mark Zuckerberg is pushing this idea. I mean, it's it's Twilight Zone stuff, folks. We haven't done a show on it. We should do a show on it maybe next week because this is Twilight Zone. It's scary. It's creepy. It's, it's asking people to simply forget about their own senses and rely on this artificial reality created by these goggles. You can republish re- that. Yeah. That one they did on uh, the Eurofolk Telegram channel. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. if you can put like YouTube links on Eurofolk. I have oh, yeah, sure. Eurofolk we do all the time. Yeah, right. We do all, all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and folks, you go back and watch that. Yeah, the the satanic connections to all of that, and and the mind, yeah. like you're saying, back to the article, the mind yeah. control. <laughs> yeah, right. Of, right. Talking about mind control and new world order. Yeah. Uh, if everyone's one, yeah. of now, one diversity and one religion and a right, cast. yeah, sure, the total total dictatorship with a smile, right. The problem with modern society, he argues, is that there are so many barriers to your own agency, ranging from leftist speech policies to overreaching governmental influence in your personal life, that we are not unencumbered to pursue simple tasks that improve our lives. Let me say that we are not unencumbered to pursue... I'm I'm sure he's trying to say that it makes life difficult. (laughs) Even simple tasks become difficult. A hunter-gatherer in the past could kill his dinner. Yeah. With the hand, with the hand job, you're walking around with the hand. You get your your hand on the phone all the time. Oh right, it makes yeah. It pretty hard to do anything. It's like yeah. a ball and chain for a slave. Right, exactly. Plus, you get cancer <laughs> right from the radiation. Right. Not only sating his hunger, uh, I'm sorry, a hunter-gatherer in the past could kill his dinner, not only sating his hunger, but also feeling pride for catching his meal, but the modern man cannot do the same thing without having to deal with multiple government agencies concerning the legality of his hunting and gun ownership status, while fending off animal rights activists and other liberals who want to levy economic violence against him for wanting to kill an animal. That's good. I like that expression. Economic yeah, violence. It's somewhat, it's somewhat preserved in, in middle America, the right of passage, but everyone's so self, you know, yeah. the hunt, the whole, there are right. a lot of rules to take your thing out hunting and, and uh, to have a place to shoot if you live in the city. <laughs> the the okay. passage, right? It was the Indians had it, uh, the, the, the Vikings had right. it, the passage of man. Yeah. The, the Jews, is it the Barbitsna? Is that uh-huh. how they become a man? <laughs> right, right, right. But, but now here, uh, this is this is quite prescient here, he says, because we were just talking about it. The result of ditching hunter-gatherer lifestyles is that we're all pursuing surrogate activities that have no relation to our survival, okay? Like, like wearing... Uh, that goggle, <laughs> you know, the uh, alternative uh, lifestyle goggle that uh, Facebook and the metaverse want us to use. Even if you're not that, even if they don't have all the people with the tech, uh, you got to go shop at Walmart because they're the only place right. that, uh, yeah. the poor can afford to shop. Yeah, yeah. Becoming a bodybuilder, international playboy, or dedicated hobbyist of some sort are surrogate activities that 
had we had urgent survival needs, we would not pursue. Even my own passion, writing, is a surrogate activity. Kaczynski, oh, so this is the, um, not Kaczynski, this is the uh, commentator here. Kaczynski argues that surrogate activities are essentially make work and will never lead to lasting fulfillment. (laughs) Tell me about it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We're there, folks. He was right on the money. So I'm wondering, who did uh, Kaczynski? He had like a PhD. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Like a doctor. Yeah, he had to be... And he's sometimes like, not only is he like uh, very intellectually smart, you know, it's like what you're reading there on his yeah. thought, but uh, he's like a chemist and mathematist too to okay. figure out how to make like these little chemicals into a bomb that like kills, he made like these envelopes. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, he made, yeah, you know, and, and uh, they said he had this stuff at his uh, cabin. Yeah, yeah. That they, that, uh, right, know, and he right. Had addresses. They think that he had uh, he was going to start up again right when they caught him. So good thing yeah. when they caught him. Well, okay. So this uh, again, he's quoting Kaczynski now. We divide human drives into three groups: one, those that drives that can be satisfied with minimal effort; two, those that can be satisfied but only at the cost of serious effort; and three, those that cannot be adequately satisfied no matter how much effort one makes. The power process in the process is in the process of satisfying the drives of the second group. The more drives there are in the third group, the more there is frustration, anger, eventually defeatism, depression, etc. Well, I think they've actually started the third group with COVID and the lockdown. Okay. What do you mean by third group? The third group is those who uh, who have to work really hard to be satisfied with what they're doing. Okay. And uh, frustrating people. He's saying the third group are the, the intensely frustra- uh, frustrated group. And that's what they've created now with COVID. So up until this oh, point... Oh, uh, all the G6 protesters are. Or J- January 6th, they're all frustrated people. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Up, un- up until uh, COVID, they were ba- basically focusing on the group number two, trying to trying to satisfy the desires of the middle class, yeah, right? What would have happened if there was no COVID? With the bread and circuses, would have continued. Trump probably would have oh, sure. right on. To, I don't it's, know. The West was going insane, though. They were like <laughs> cutting his head off, and oh were, yeah, like, going insane. So they oh, yeah. had, that's why they had to steal it. Right. I mean, they were going literally. Uh, yeah, probably you know. to to make the left feel like uh, they're winning. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So again, so modern man must satisfy his need for the power process largely through pursuit of the artificial needs created by the advertising and marketing industry, and through surrogate activities. Yeah, that's it's all ento- entertainment and infotainment, right? N- news attainment. You know, the, there's not news anymore. It's, it's fake, it's pseudo-news. Consider the hypothetical case of a man who can have anything he wants just by wishing for it. And that, that's what the, the goggles do, right? That's what the goggles are designed to do, folks. Such a man has power, but he will develop serious psychological problems, <laughs> right? I think if you even go for that option, you've already got psychological problems. At first, he will have a lot of fun, but by and by, he will become acutely bored and demoralized. Eventually, he may become clinically depressed. History shows that leisure aristocracies tend to become decadent. 
This is not true of fighting aristocratic aristocracies that have to struggle to maintain their power, but leisured, secure aristocracies that have no need to exert themselves usually become bored, hedonistic, demoralized, even though they have power. This shows that power is not enough. One must have goals toward which to exert one's power. Okay? And yeah, there's no there's no reason for living. There's no reason for living. The Dr. Dutton yeah. guy, he talks about that all the time. The uh, the millennials aren't going to have anyone to take care of them. That's right. Even, uh, yeah, they don't have any skills. Family. I mean, you have some family, but just in the future, it's going to be uh, dismal. The, 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 the lack of any kind of morality that's right. promoted by all of the... Well, so, at least Kaczynski... Kaczynski can see that that's the goal, is to demoralize the population, and we in Identity have been talking about this for a hundred years, for a hundred years. Yeah. That's the goal, and it's now they right white man is a bad man, and they finally figured out how to do it with COVID. Okay, there's no more white flight. You can't escape this anymore because now the hypodermic needle is your enemy. And if you volunteer to get the hypodermic needle, then you're likely to die either tomorrow or a few weeks down the road, right? If you're lucky, you'll get a placebo. Okay. I was telling my wife that that the 5,000, they were saying there's a, 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 a bad batch of the, of oh, yeah. the vaccine that killed 5,000 people. That was a report on red ice, and they're pretty accurate. I mean, they, I don't yeah. think they would be saying that. Sure. Uh, they, it's not fake news coming from those people. I think those no, no, not from red ice. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, they try to say this is all without, uh, you know, trust Big Pharma. Are you kidding, man? Yeah. Well, yeah, and then he says, the pursuit of sex and love, for example, is not a surrogate activity because most people, even if their existence were otherwise satisfactory, would feel deprived if they passed their lives without ever having a relationship with a member of the opposite sex. But pursuit of an excessive amount of sex more than one really needs can be a surrogate activity. Yeah, that's exactly what it is today. Casual sex. You know, it's liberalism. You know, again, he, he nailed it. And then the author here says, Kaczynski predicted my own growing discontent in accumulating notches and flags. I was pursuing sex above my physical or psychological need. So I soon found it to be empty, the last stop of most surrogate activities. What, what's it called? Hashtag uh, men uh, going their own way? MGTOW? Um, I yeah. Hashtag like Baldwin murderer. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't been following that story. I can't believe he actually deliberately, you know, put that uh, live bullet He's in the gun. I'm talking about it all the time. I follow this guy, this yeah. like yogi guy from India yeah. that makes fun of Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, just, I'll just wait till that episode ends entirely. I'm not really interested in him. Anyway, people who are deeply involved in surrogate activities are never satisfied, never at rest. Thus, the moneymaker constantly strives for more and more wealth. The scientist yeah, no sooner, yeah, the scientist no sooner solves one problem than he moves on to the next. 
The long-distance runner drives himself to run always further and faster. Many people who pursue surrogate activities will say that they get far more fulfillment from these activities than they do from the mundane business of satisfying their biological needs. But that is because in our society, the effort needed to satisfy the biological needs has been reduced to triviality. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know... Yeah, it's been burned. It's been carterized. Uh, it's been yeah. desensitized. That's what they want to do to the children all the time. Right, uh, right, yeah. And make them, make them wear masks and goggles now, right? I mean, I can see that, that this goggle business will work on children and you can bring up a generation of people... Horrible. Of people wearing goggles for their whole lives. I can see that. Yeah, I hate I, hearing you say that. Even. <laughs> right. Sorry, I'll take it back. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> right. They're pretty much doing it when you put, I put it on with a movie and for a babysitter, and they're easily, right. uh, they're easily uh, hypnotized by that. Yeah. And, and put, it would just be, uh, so it's child abuse, like when they want to change their gender, to let them, you know, and, and the, the 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 human isn't taking the leadership on what their little boy or little girl needs, you know, an identity. Yeah. Right. And oh my gosh, it, it, yeah. these people are criminal, yeah, but... and, and put goggles on them. Yeah, right. They yeah, they yeah. Could, they could actually have a bunch of brainwash. Yeah, right. They have a bunch of brainwash, mindless. Yeah. People that, that, that don't want to use the internet for information, they could research something, read yeah. it, have their own opinion. Right. They can't even yeah. have a, a conversation about an opinion. Yeah. Well, the commercial that Zuckerberg did for the metaverse is really creepy. Like I said, this is Twilight Zone, Outer Limits type stuff that you can't believe that the Zuckerberg is actually trying to promote this idea. Right, because yeah, it is so creepy. Is like a, his bones is like a skeleton costume. Which right, is yeah. yeah. That, maybe that's the that. real Zuckerberg. <laughs> the cartoon is the real Zuckerberg, right? Yeah. So he says, okay, so what's going on today is modern man feels helpless because everything, he has to rely on all these institutions that number one, he relies on for, and this is liberals. The liberals are creating their own grave because their own helplessness, and you can see that, uh, what, Antifa especially, that they're uh, reacting to all of this stuff, you know, but they're creating the oppressive government that is enslaving them and they don't see it. <laughs> they're, they're just, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, Antifa, yeah. He says, the modern individual, on the other hand, this is Kaczynski again, is threatened by many things against which he is helpless. Nuclear accidents, carcinogens in food, environmental pollution, war, uh, Greta Thunberg. <laughs> Increase- yeah, a lot of people said, too, if, if, if he was around today, he would be like, a, uh, he would be a global warming guy. Well, thinks uh, right. like man is destroying the earth and destroying Could be, could be, yeah, yeah. But I think he he's smart enough to see that this is it's phony. I think he would be smart enough to see that, right? But yeah, you're right. He might have gone in that direction. He was of that. He was of that. He went yeah, to like, I, I think Berkeley and 
speaking yeah. to all of that school, but right. I think the traditionalism just comes through. But, uh, yeah, invasion of privacy by large organizations, nationwide social economic phenomena that may disrupt, disrupt his way of life. Well, it's all here. I mean, everything he's talking about is right here, right now. Right, no doubt about it. Yeah, I think okay. have a social score. We think I have a social score, credit score, whatever you want yeah, to call right. it. And oh, yeah, and uh, they're constantly... Uh, uh, Apple Apple came out, I think they call it AirTime, if I'm not mistaken, which is so, an app on your phone that broadcasts where you are constantly. Right? Is that 5G or something? Oh, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's a 5G technology. Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. And people don't even know it's on. They don't even know it's on. And the insurance companies are providing incentives. They put these little sensors. Oh, I think it's a commercial for it, yeah. So if you get in Iraq, we'll, we'll know you got in Iraq. We'll yeah, right, yeah. But, but they'll know where you yeah. are all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My oh, no. phone does. I'm, I, just, I, I don't have anything to hide. I do the map. Uh, right. Reviews when we go somewhere and, and oh, like, yeah. it's overwhelming. They send you so many messages. But oh I do, yeah. Like, if we go somewhere and the service is nice, I leave a good yeah. review. Well, and I was in terrible. All these attorneys, I've been giving them one star just to give yeah. them to downgrade yeah. them because they're horrible. Yeah. I was in downtown uh, Decatur uh, yesterday, and because I looked online for a Chase ATM machine, right, and so. I couldn't find it. You know, I, I had the address, and I knew it was at the right address, but I still couldn't find it. So, well, maybe it's inside this Target, okay? So I asked, and you know, the lady said, no, you got to go down a couple of blocks that way. So I finally broke down and turned on my cell phone, uh, you know, what, what do you call it, the, the map, you know, that you have on your mm-hmm. cell phone, okay? And it was I was right. It was right there, right inside that Target. Okay, so I parked my van, walked inside the Target, and uh, okay, I showed it to the per- first person, you know, the, the greeter, and said, okay, my, my cell phone is telling me that the ATM is right here. I'm, I must be standing on top of it, right? And he says, oh, yeah, you are, but it's not Chase anymore. It's some other bank now, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, my God, right? I wasted all this time, at least half an hour or more, Trying to find this ATM, and, and and but this is the same thing with the what do you call it the geo positioning. So did you, you just it? use it and pay the high rate? What'd you pay no, for? No, 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 no. I had to deposit some checks. I, I, it has to be a Chase ATM for that. Oh, it had to be. Huh? Yeah, it had to be. Yeah, yeah. right. And and so anyway. The mail drop. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I should have dropped yeah. it in the mailbox. There you go. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, but all these people who use a GPS exclusively, which I don't use at all, and the reason I don't use it is because it's almost always wrong. People get way, way lost, more way lost with GPS than you they do with a map. With I'm pretty good with it. I, I like it because it tells you all the, yeah, it tells you all the mileage. I like where it tells us. Oh, okay. It'll tell you how long it would take you to ride a bicycle yeah. or how long it would take you to walk. And I used to walk a whole bunch. Right. And yeah, uh, it's, you can get it to be pretty accurate. It depends on where you're going, trying to find a ATM. Yeah, it was or a common area. Yeah, well, I mean, like what well, that's happened to me. I couldn't find the ATM. <laughs> All right. 
right. I found the location, but it was the wrong ATM. So anyway, if you're using it, it's sending signals, and if they want to track you, I get updates. Oh, that says, yeah. All They're, the places you were in the last month. You're being tracked by GPS. You are being tracked yeah. by GPS. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It'll show where it went to Springfield, Nevada. Uh huh. Missouri. It'll show everywhere where the restaurants where we went and ate. And right. It'll show yeah. Map and, of where I went. And, and it'll flash your uh, injection uh, uh, code on the <laughs> television <laughs> yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah, that's when I'll stop using it when it. Yeah. Right. When it starts doing that. Right. Yeah. Right. Ahead for your vaccination. Yeah. Hey, you know, it just gave me an idea. Maybe we can inject a device or or wear a device. That transmits a, a code that's a common injection code, and you can fool the computers. Right? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that can be done. Do. Or a tattoo. We yeah, can develop our own. own yeah, that broadcast, because that's mm-hmm. what, what, what uh, luciferase, right? The enzyme that's supposed to light up at the cash register, at the scanner. So to prove no, it. You know, yeah, I'm sure we can fake that. You that's know, I mean. Graphene yeah, oxide. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The NFL has had a, a whole problem with fake vaccine passports, right? They're all faking it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And spoiler alert says, I suggest getting rid of your cell phone before they begin requiring it for purposes of contact tracing, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. well, that's why they're injecting it. Yeah, I mean, they can do that. That's why I'm hesitant to go. Uh, well, my phone is not 5G. I'm not getting 5G. Four. Right. Mine's not 5, it's 4. But yeah, mine is 4 also. Four. They can still track it with 4. It's a yeah. big deal. They could say, oh, you were at the you were at the uh, Popeyes on on uh, 65 Highway. You got chicken there for a half hour and type away. Right, yeah. Okay. All right, brother. Fun talking to you again today. Thanks for listening, everybody. Ted Kaczynski, he predicted all this stuff. Take care. Yahweh bless everybody. Bye-bye. Government is the problem. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, and and drechnology is part of the problem, too. Drechnology. I spell it D-R-E-K. Drech, it's German for dirt. Drechnology. Yeah. <laughs> Okay.